Good evening, everybody. It's Mario with Motorcycle Knuckle Busters, and uh, we're back at it again, bringing you another wonderful guest. We are here in the midst of uh, the holiday season. Thanksgiving's upon us. Um, by the time you've seen this, you guys have all enjoyed your Thanksgiving dinner and everything else. But it's a week- weekend and a time of reflection what we're thankful for. And I've got to tell you, I'm thankful for a lot of things in my life. Uh, most of all, the opportunity to bring great guests, content to you here with Motorcycle Knuckle Busters. But the blessings in my life are, are many. But one of the one of the blessings I'm really thankful for is the people I've been able to meet through the years and the friendships I've been able to forge, and so I'm bringing you somebody tonight that's uh, has become a, a very good friend, somebody that uh, every time we get together, you know, uh, it's it's special times, special moments, and everything else. But this is a man that's got a uh, has had an amazing journey, he's had a, an incredible life, and uh, he'll be the first pro athlete we've we've brought on here. And uh, really look forward to introducing you to him and giving you a chance to learn a little bit about my good friend Earl Dotson. So without further ado, Earl, how are you? How you doing? I'm surprised um, to hear that we are becoming good friends. Yep. Well, yeah, I guess I guess I didn't really phrase that. We we you, nah, know. you don't phrase that too good right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's um talk about friends, you know, and actually we were very fast friends. And uh when I met you, I mean we we started BSing and um uh, and one thing led to another, and you know, we've gotten together a number of times and stuff, but you have always impressed me. Your your well, your spirit has is the attitude that you have towards others, the way you embrace life, the way you enjoy life, um, is has been an inspiration to me. And at my age, I don't get inspired by too many. So um, the fact that you do that, that's that's incredible. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I, I take that as a compliment. It really does. You know, like I said, yeah, we kind of hit it off uh, pretty quick, man. You know, you've been a good friend and. Uh, I met some wonderful people uh, through you, and I thank you for that. Matter of fact, the reason I made it to Sturgis for the first year, and I thank you for that. Yeah, and we had we had a lot of fun at Sturgis. That was quite a that was quite a journey for for both of us. So I want to back it up. You a had a lot of fun at Sturgis. You <laughs> had a lot, lot of fun at Sturgis. Uh, I had a uh, yeah, I had a traumatizing. Uh, experience at Sturgis, you know, I figured we'll go ahead and get that out of the way. Cause I know you was going to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have to, br- we will have to bring that story up. I mean, if, if you're willing we, to put that out there, I mean, I'll own it. So I want to back things up a little bit. So, you know, for people that don't, don't know who you are, I mean, Earl Dotson, you played for 10 years for the green Bay Packers. Uh, Super Bowl winner, you know, blocked for Brett Favre. Okay. Uh, but you, you know, your journey started long before that. So, you know, tell us, tell the, everybody out there a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up and, and things like that. I grew up in Beaumont, Texas, uh, East Texas, between Houston and Louisiana. I went to um, Beaumont, Westbrook. Should have went to Hebert. Bubba Smith came out of the school. We had quite a bit of at least came out of uh, Beaumont. Jerry Ball, um, I mean, it was known for football. So uh, that's when my journey started. Uh, I did the junior college route, taller junior college for two years. And then I ended up at Texas A&I University, which 
for small school, we got four NFL Hall of Famers, Gene Upshaw. We got uh, Daryl Green. We have John Roundell. And I'm missing one more. Uh, um, but it's it's a powerhouse. It's a, it's a program that put out a lot of NFL players. Now you you know we've I've heard you talk a lot about that time and uh, you know when you were there you had uh, you had a coach that you know you've talked a lot about so tell me about him. Juan Castillo, uh, great guy, played linebacker for A and I. Uh, was a new offensive line coach when I came in, so we kind of learned together. We became became quick friends. I mean, I mean, loved the guy to death. Uh, he put together a hell of an offensive line. You know, we had four guys out of the five get drafted. Uh, one guy went first round. Jermaine Mayberry went to Philly. Juan Castillo got the head coaching uh, – not head coaching, my bad. The offensive line coaching job at Philly. That says a lot from coming from a school that small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and he helped me a lot. You know, the the, um, the knock on me was I was a hell of a run blocker, but they don't know if I could pass blockers. We ran the ball so much. Right. Um, this guy went out his way. He uh, filmed every practice of me pass blocking, mailed them to every uh, NFL team. Um, I had uh, teams coming out almost every week working me out, trying to get me into um, a bowl game. I wasn't eligible because of the division we was in. And um, you know what? Tom Lovat came down. And I tell people this story. It's so funny. Uh, you know, most of these coaches, when they come, they work the hell out of you. I mean, some of the silliest drills ever. Tom Lovat came down. The, the, it was the office line coach at, uh, at Green Bay. Came down. He said, man, get in your stance. Got in my stance. He's like, pull left. I'll pull left. He said, pull right. I'll pull right. He said, come, that's enough. Let's go inside. Let's talk. We talked for a little bit, and he left. 45 minutes. I said, man, this, this dude hates me. You know what I mean? Like, right. he hates me. And draft day came, and, you know, first got first team to call me, you know. I was uh, lucky enough to be one of the few guys. Uh, Might have been the only guy from my school, if, if not the only one of two, to go to the NFL Combine. He let uh, Juan Castillo sleep on the sofa. Uh, Juan got to meet a lot of uh, the other NFL head coaches, and that's how he got the job in Philly. Nice. You know? Yeah, it's, that's a hell of a journey, huh? It's yeah, it is. Journey. And like I said, but he deserved it. That, you know, his wife, I don't know if you want, want me to tell you this, his wife used to come looking for him at the dorms because he wouldn't okay. come home at night. He would be in the office sleeping. That's how dedicated this man was to to his craft. Right. You know, that, that's like I said, amazing dude. Amazing dude. You know. Well, the fact, I mean, you 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 guys had four four guys drafted. I mean, yes. any any school. I don't care if you're Alabama or Ohio State. You get four guys off your offensive line drafted in the NFL. That says a lot because oh, yes. you might get two guys drafted and the other guys might sign free agent contracts, but four guys drafted. That's, yeah. that's major. That's, that's, you know, like I said, we had a hell of a, we had a hell of an offensive line. Uh, I'm proud of them. You know, we was all roommates. And uh, like I said, we was all lucky enough to make it to that next level. So besides playing football at that time, what, what else stands out is, you know, in your mind, as far as that, you know, athlete student experience when you were there 
the camaraderie. You know, I made some great friends. You know, uh, you know, it, it. I hate to say this sometimes because I know it's not the same, but it's like the military. You make those lifelong friendships. You know what I mean? That's your brother, and he's always your brother. You know, and I'm lucky enough to have a couple different sets. I got my college brotherhood, and then I got my NFL brotherhood. You know, right? I've I've been out of Green Bay what almost 20 years. Yeah, and when me and these guys get back together, it's like we never left each other. You know, that's how amazing that experience was in Green Bay at the time that we came along. You know, we came along at a at a time to where, you know, you remember the hard times Green Bay had, sure, seventies, eighties. I mean, they just that's what he used to send players to retire. You know, I was lucky enough to be in Coach Holmgren's uh, first draft class. You know, they had just got Reggie White. Uh, they traded for Brett Favre, got him from uh, Atlanta. And, you know, we just knew we had something special. You know, we had the guys that you just knew we had something special. Sure. So back up a little to uh, draft day. So you get drafted. So I mean, what what was your what was your thought process? What was your impression when you when you did get that call? To be honest with you, I wasn't even at home. Uh, I probably had the worst combine in history uh, because you know it was his first year. My my offensive line coach, so we really didn't know what to expect. So. It wasn't the greatest. I wish that I would have prepared like most of these guys do now. You know, they go off to these different camps. They learn the drills. I don't have none of that. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll go probably the second day off free agent. You know what I mean? Because I thought I failed that much, you know? Well, I'm at the car wash (laughs) on draft day. And I'm washing my little Nissan uh, single cab, by the way. That's a whole nother story. Uh, I hear tires squealing coming around the corner, and it's my dad. He's like, can I say this? He's like, get your ass at home, man. They're calling you right now. You know, they got home. It was Green Bay. Like, so, yeah, it was – It was. Uh, I didn't have a party. It was none of that. It was, you know, you know me, uh, Maury. I'm kind of a low-key guy. Yeah. So it was just me and my family, you know. It, it, was, a happy, it was a happy time, you know. Like, I was uh, – I was surprised. I was, like I told you, I told you a story about Green Bay. So I was surprised that they were they thought highly of me to take me. They took me in the third round, but I was their second they second draft uh, pick. Okay, so now so now you get drafted. And, you know, training camp comes around, and you and you head up to, uh, to Green Wisconsin. Bay. Yeah, yeah. After I found it on the map and figured out where it was. <laughs> and 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 knowing and me knowing you, you drove. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I rather drive than fly. Yeah. Yeah. So you drive up, okay? So being being a, a kid from Texas coming up to Wisconsin, what what was that impression like? The on one jacket, it was my Letterman's jacket. Yeah, that was a uh, shock. Uh, it was it was uh it was an opener, you know. Like I said, first time in the Midwest, uh, had to get used to a couple of things, you know. The winter, man, that, that was that was an adjustment right there. Sure. Um, but you know what? It was amazing because I don't know the history of Green Bay, 
And once I got down, I, I and people, you know, I started to learn more. And I found out that Green Bay was the only franchise that was owned by the people, owned by the city of Green Bay. That made it more, more what? More of an honor to play for a team like that. You know, and it, it, it's just a whole different experience. I tell people that all the time. It's a different experience playing for a team like that, that the city actually own you, that people you see every day are owners of this franchise. Sure. You know, so it was, it was amazing. It was amazing, you know, and then to, you know, to also the first day you, you stepped on the practice field is Reggie White. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. first guy you you facing off against. Like that was like I was ready to pack it up and go go back home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was a hell of. I mean, you know what? If one person helped me through this, it was him. Well, you know, go ahead, sir. I, I was just gonna say every time you know since I've known you. And every time either talking to me or if I'm sitting with you and you're talking to somebody else, every time you mention Reggie White's name, you get that smile on your face. You get that glow in your eyes. I mean, you, you have so much love and respect for that, man. Well, you, well, you, you ever heard, you heard the say before, sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes. Yeah. You no, know, cause they might disappoint yeah. you. Yeah, he absolutely. was the appointment. You know what? I, I, I grew up watching the man play. I grew up watching destroy people. And when I met him, he turned out to be a better person than he was a football player. And that That's says a lot. That says a lot. Absolutely. You know I mean? And he was just, you know, like I said, I, I can't say enough good things about the man. You know, he was amazing. You know, he pulled me to the side one day. And he said, man, he said, I see something in you. He said, I'm, I'm going to help you out through this. I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong when you do it. To get to be a better player. And when he did that, he made Sundays easy. The guy was amazing. He was amazing. Like I said, I, I'm sorry that we lost him the way we lost him. But, you know, he, 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 he's, he's, he's with God. And like I said, being such a religious person as he was, I know he's at home. Yeah, absolutely. I love, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that's, that's great to hear. So, you know, Green Bay, you know, one thing about playing in Green Bay, and you've kind of alluded to it, um, you talk about, you know, the love of of the team that that the city, people in Wisconsin have for it. It also has a lot of tradition. And uh, was there any of those traditions that really stands out in your mind? I know for me as a fan, there's one that I'm, you know, I love seeing. But what about you? Um, it's, it's the whole experience. Like I said, it's the it's – the, it's the people, you know, I met people that was able to tell me more about me than I knew sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it was just the whole thing, you know, it's the history. Found out that Green Bay was going bankrupt at one time. They could have support the Packers. Milwaukee stepped in and bailed Green Bay out. Yeah. So if you remember, in 93, 94, we used to play a home game in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. At the baseball field, both teams was on the same sideline. Yeah. You know, like that, that was so amazing the spirit. That was a weird spirit, but you know, it was amazing, you know. Sure. And those trips there, Mario, I had to get used to another thing that was uniquely Wisconsin. Uh butter on their sandwiches. 
<laughs> that was something I never thought I'll, you know, I'll never run across. So yeah, it's, it's you know, I just I love the city. I love the people. You know, what I mean, I, I and I'm proud to say that I was able to play my 14 years, my whole career with one team. Yeah, which is which is phenomenal. Now you know the tradition I love is is during training camp, you guys riding kids' bicycles. The bicycle. Well, you you forgot something, Mario. I was, three, I was 330, 40 pounds. So no kid was offering up his bike yeah, to you? I, I don't walk next to a kid on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't too many offering me their bike to destroy. You know? <laughs> uh, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. That but you want to know something amazing about that? What is One that? One of the kids who I used to walk with all the time, he should be in his, I want to say early thirties and we are still in contact. I was wondering about that. If you guys, that's, that's phenomenal. You know, now, is mean, he in I, still Wisconsin? No, he, uh, actually he was living. That's about talk to, I think he was in Atlanta. Okay. You know, but we, we you know, we stay, we stay in touch on, uh, Instagram. Okay. But yeah. You know, that's, that's, cr- you know, it's, it's amazing that such it's, it's just that kind of environment. You don't see that in any other NFL team. You know. No, you don't. You don't. And I think that's I think that's the fact, you know, for people that haven't been to Green Bay, it's a it's a great city. Um yes. it's a lot of fun. But really at the end of the day, there's not a whole hell of a lot there, is there? No. No, it's 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 not at all. And I think that's kind of what you know, what brought us so close as a team. We spent a lot of time together. You sure. Know, out, out, out to practice. No, I was in a rush to go home. It was. It brought us together. Okay. You know? So now, um, you know, a couple of things that happened with you. I mean, you know, first of all, you played in the Super Bowl. Okay. Yes. Uh, you played in a couple, but you won. You won. You got your ring. Yes. So tell us. Tell us about that Super Bowl, and you know what. What you left the you know being on the greatest stage? How what what impressions are you left with? You know that that's that's a crazy thing there too. People ask me my fondest memory of the Super Bowl, and don't get me wrong. Hey, a lot of memories from the Super Bowl, but my fondest memories was the '96 championship game. We played Carolina, and you know we we had we had some years that. Before that, we should have went. But Dallas kept knocking us off. You know, I had to give Dallas props back in the day. They had a hell of a team. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we finally got to our championship game, and we got a Carolina in Green Bay. And I used to live about, I want to say about three blocks, four blocks from the stadium. So I come out that morning to go to work, open the garage, fans done parked in my driveway. And I'm like, you know, it ain't like you got time to to, to have a t- cars towed. I don't want to do that anyway. So, you know what? I say, you know, I'll just walk to work. It's right there. It's four blocks. Right. Another thing you can't do in any other NFL town or city. So I walk to work. We have a hell of a game. I think I, don't, I think we rushed over 250, almost 300 yards. I mean, after the game, I'm thinking like, you know what? I can catch a ride home. If you remember, Mario, when you leave a game, they reroute all the traffic. You kind of got to go downtown. You know, I used to take – I used to have to go during their 
five miles to get three blocks out that game. So right. I say, you know what? I'm gonna just walk home. I walked home after a championship game to go to the Super Bowl. I stopped at almost every little party they had on the way there. I was drunk as hell by the time I got home. <laughs> like you can't do that anywhere else. Like you no. tell me one other NFL city you can have that kind of experience. And I just asked to the lore and the history and the mystique of Lambeau Field and, and, and the city of Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really cool. You've never told me about that. I didn't know I, about I, I that. T- yeah, dude, that's my fondest memory. Don't get me wrong, Super Bowl was hell. I mean, we enjoyed that. It was in New Orleans. Okay. And if you ask me, every Super Bowl should be in New Orleans. Like that's just that's just my take on it, you know. Keep, think about it. Everything is is in the same area. You don't have to go too far. It's Bourbon Street. It's a party. You know, I think it, but we had we had a great time, man. Like I said, great time. Uh, I hung out with Jim McMahon the whole time. And if you know Jim McMahon, that's the experience in itself. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've heard that. <laughs> yes, that's the experience in itself. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's it was an honor, you know, especially what I was three years into the league and made it to the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of guys go their whole career and never make it to that to that game. No, you, and you get guys, you know, they start chasing rings and even chasing rings, trying to get on the get on that team and catch that fire. You know, they miss out. Yeah, I was lucky enough, and like I said, Green Bay did it the right way. Like most of those guys on that on that Super Bowl team was drafted by Green Bay. You know, and that says a lot. It wasn't trying to get a ringer here and ringer there. You know, Desmond Howard had, you know, he kind of, he established himself as a premier NFL player again. I was so proud of Desmond. Yeah. Uh, Two Bowl MVP. I mean, big time. And to be honest with you, a big reason for us being where we was that year. The guy was phenomenal. And I'm so proud of that guy, too. I had just so many, so many stories that you could talk about that was just amazing so many players on that team that was amazing you know so now um let's talk about you and and during that time i mean i think i believe you told me you every off season you had a surgery didn't you uh darn there you know if it wasn't scopes it was uh you know <laughs> my first nfl game dislocated my right elbow and I really, I was like, I, I started to doubt myself. I was like, man, how do you get hurt in the first NFL game? Right. And to the point to where I missed most of the season. You know, pretty much the whole season, to be honest with you. And um, came back. Uh, that second year was a, was a uh, backup. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I had a, had a wake-up call that season. Uh, I was a backup. The first week I hurt. Wasn't preparing like I should have. I should have been preparing in NFL. We played Philly, and so embarrassing because playing Philly and my offensive line coach is on the other sideline. Um, I get put in the game. The guy's name was Robert Fuller. I'll never forget his name. Yep. He, he he helped me grow as a as a NFL player, and he worked me. I mean, he worked me. And I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it. You know, because like I said, it made me a better player. 
you know, but what I did, I came back and after that, I made up my mind, like, I got this. I circled his name for the next time I saw him, which was the next year. And, I, you know, I got back at it, you know. But like I said, it was a wake-up call. And I think sometimes we need that, you know. Sometimes you, you can rest on your on your laurels and stuff like that. And you need somebody to hit you upside the head every once in a while. And he did that, you know. Well, I think I think something in 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 our, all the talks we've had, one thing, one impression that you've left me with is perseverance. Um, you've you've overcome a lot. I mean, you, uh, you've you've had some tough times. I mean, you know, towards the end of your career, I mean, you got cut by Green Bay uh, and came <laughs> back, and 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 you know, they drafted your replacement, and and what happened there? Well, so. I ended up playing. I ended up playing a, a full year on a herniated disc, which probably wasn't the smartest decision of my life. You know, got up with Duros to make it through. Was making another run after the season had surgery. Moved to Arizona, rehabbed it. You know, I was feeling pretty good. Came back that uh that preseason. We had our first game down in uh University of Wisconsin, and something just wasn't feeling right. I knew it when I stepped out there. But I'll say, but you know, you 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 have that Iron Man uh, mentality, you know. So I said I give it a go. Blew the same disc out again, and I blew it out so much this time that I couldn't even stand back up. So you know, having surgery and missed that season. Went back to Arizona on off season. Yeah, and Green Bay call, they cut me. You know, they they you know. Um, and like I said, I understand it's business because the NFL is a business. And I ain't going to lie, I put a solid taste in my mouth for, for a while. And uh, I stayed away from Green Bay for a while, but then I started thinking about it. You know, I'm sitting here holding a grudge against a team without an owner. Those people in the front office, those head coaches, the head coaches, that coaching staff, they 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 done moved on. Right. That team is still there. The people are still there. That's why I started coming back. Well, they wanted me to come back as a um, backup. You know what? I said, you know what? I'll do that because my thing was I want to go out on my own accord. So I put some – we put some ascendancy in my contract if I play so much. They they expect me to come back and get my position back. And, yeah, by the time we started the season, I was back as a starter. Yeah. And Played that that last year and uh, kind of walked away from the game, you know. But I wanted to do it on my own accord, you know. Uh, you wasn't gonna just, I don't know, your pride, your pride, you know. You can't play this game without pride. Sure. Every NFL player got pride, and we like to control our own exit, and that's what I wanted to do. I was lucky enough to still have enough in the gas tank to do that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So now, when did you um, when did you start riding motorcycles? I mean, I know you were into. Were you doing that during your career? Because I know yeah. Kellen Winslow Jr. kind of messed that up moving forward. On yeah, a- he he really did. You know, and we wasn't supposed to, but I did. I ain't gonna lie. And uh, what I used to do uh, at that time, I had a bar chopper that I got out of Arizona. Then I had this real nice uh, Yamaha. Um, what was it? Uh, shit. What was it? It looked like the Harley Davidson. 
It was their anniversary one. Came with the belt drive. Real nice bike. Yeah. Tore it apart. Uh, re, uh, painted the frame. Built PM Perform. I mean, real nice bike. A Pang loved the bike. And I would ride on my day off. And I, that's how I cleared my head. You know, I just go out, sneak off, hit the back rows, the, uh, the fields and all that, and just take me a ride and clear my head, you know? Absolutely. I've been riding for quite a while. My first bike was uh, that... That uh, I think it's that that double X, that Blackbird Honda came out with, yeah, before the Hayabusa. So I started mm-hmm. on sports bikes and then uh, ended up moving to uh, choppers. Yeah, so you've owned a few bikes and everything else, so quite a bit, yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I love them, man. Like I said, uh, I'm hooked. Let's just put it that way. But like I told you, I always wanted to go to Sturgis. But Sturgis always was around the time we started uh, Minicamp. Sure. I was never able to do it. And then after I retired, you know, I told you a story. I never felt like maybe that's not the spot for me. You know what I mean? Until yeah. me, you became friends and you invited me that time when we met, you know? Well, that was, it was, that was pretty funny. I, I tell, I, there was a couple of funny things that came out of that Sturgis. You know, I remember I kept asking you for a picture of yourself for the legends ride yes yes yes. yeah and 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 i don't you you never got me a picture did you i didn't no no. i got you i'm sorry about that you gotta remind me oh no no i got i got a picture of you which picture did i send oh you thought about that one really (laughs) Really? yeah i hate it and you know that was my rookie card right (laughs) yeah i know terrible like i you know i don't know what that photographer was thinking about he could at least say you know sucking in or something you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you say it's your rookie card i said it's your baby yui card <laughs> that's what it is that's what it is <laughs> i i i had warned you i said listen if you don't give me a picture i'm gonna send them one myself and you may not like that one i refuse to sign that card when people bring it to me <laughs> now now when you were when you were at your your playing way you um top weight you get you were at 330 I hovered around three. My playing weight was 320. So on Fridays, okay. I was 320. On Saturday, I was 330. So let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. And, you know, and just, and just, you know, something that's kind of interesting. A couple of years ago, you and our, we were in Vegas and we were down Fremont Street. And what's that? The uh, Heart Attack Grill or whatever down there? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you jumped up on, you jumped up on the scale there, and I think you came in at what two thirty five, two thirty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you you dropped all that playing weight. Yeah, you know, I had to change my lifestyle, Mario. Uh, and it's it's one of those things that happen once you retire. You keep eating the same way, but you're not working out anymore. So I actually ballooned up to about, to be honest with you, about three fifty, three fifty five. And it's just, you know, one day I was just, I was like, man, you know what? This is not me. So I, I changed my whole lifestyle. You know, I had stopped drinking. Um, started going to the gym at 4 o'clock. Four, I, I would go 4 in the morning. Then I'd go again at 12. And I just put in the work to lose the weight, you know? And um, I was lucky enough that I guess it's that football mentality. I stuck with it, and I was lucky enough to, to get it off, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and you have, I mean, you know, lean and mean and, uh, 
you know, and living healthy. I mean, and that, that makes a big difference when, when trying to live a little longer, baby, try to live a little longer, you know? So I wanted to go back to something you've already alluded to it a couple of times, but your first experience in Sturgis, um, you know, that was, it was funny because we had a couple of things lined up and you basically said, well, I'm going to come in and then I'm going to get out of there. Yeah. Um, you were, you were planning on getting out of there pretty short order. Uh, Cause you just Three didn't days. know what to, ex- you didn't know what to expect. No, I didn't. Like I said, you know, uh, you know, every time I, every time I would see Sturgis on TV and I'm going to say this, I feel, I feel stupid for saying this now that I've met the people I've met. You just never seen any uh, black people there, you know? So it kind of threw me off for a little while. So it had me kind of worrying about if I would fit in now. And sure. luckily enough, I was wrong about that, you know? And now you ended up, I mean, I I left Sunday morning, but you were there after I left. So you yep. stayed longer than I, even I did. Man, I, I did the whole the whole gamut, you know, and like I said, I enjoyed it and, uh, shit, end up doing it again this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah so, we were at it again this year. Yeah. It's going to actually be, um, something I do every year, you know, as long as they have me, you know, I was lucky enough, uh, the Buffalo chip that you hooked me up with, um, Woody, you know, Maryland. I mean, everybody that just been so, you know, Great people. It's great people, man. Yeah. Well, and like right now, you're you're, you're there with uh, Jess and Heather Slaughter, and you know there's yes. more people that you met there. I think yeah. actually before you met them before Sturgis, because when I we met were at Meekum, down with you to Meekum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bike auction. Yes, that's how I yeah. met them. So now, I mean, now you know, tell for people because I want people to understand, you know, what that crowd's like, what what it really is like to go to Sturgis. So kind of tell people in your own words, your personal experience and your thoughts now reflecting back on it. You know what, to be honest with you, at first I went to Sturgis to experience the party, the the riding and all that. Now I go to Sturgis, I go to experience the people I met. It's more of a family. It's more of a friendship thing now. You know, you, you, you meet people that you, that's, that's in your life now, you know? And like I said, Hey, just like, just like this past year, you know, just sitting around, just catching up with people. That's what I love about it now. You know, yeah, like it's, it's a, it's a amazing experience. And people ain't did it before they need to really, you know, give it a go. And personally, that's my favorite thing as well. Yeah, so you, you, you can't beat it. I don't met some amazing people, you know, people that, you know, to this day, like if I go to Vegas right now, Ron and Nancy. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just everywhere you go, you don't met somebody that they doors open to you. Yep. You know? And it's just, it's a family. It's a family, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty special because, you know, basically for 10 days every year, no, it's it's like getting back together with uh, the family of your choosing. Yes, exactly. and exactly. and uh, you know, so like Rex. Now you bought you brought Rex this year, and uh, Rex what was, came with me. Yeah, so what was Rex's uh, impression after it all? Oh, he loved it. He loved it. You know, like I said, uh, 
you know, I try to tell everybody, you got to at least experience Sturgis once. And uh, and that's why I kept on preaching. You, know, you got to at least try it once. And like I said, he's hooked on it too. You can't help but get hooked on it. Because like I said, it's, it's a... It's a family. It's a family, you know. I met a guy this year, um, Christian, uh, from um, the Hamsters. I met him at one of the breakfasts. You know, interested at his table, got to talk to him. He a chiropractor. He started asking me about my back. He called me one day. He said, man, send me your scans. I sent him my scans. He said, man, I got a program that's going to help you. He got on the phone. And this is not asking me for a penny. He got on his phone, took his time, called around Corpus Christi, and found the uh, the right person he thought would do the, the best job to help rehab my back. This is a guy that I met at a breakfast. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of people you meet there, you know? I mean, you, like you, you met Norm Lovelace the first year. Norm, I think you and Marina yeah. were out looking. You know, he was showing you how to find gold and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we took a nice little road trip. He showed it. You know, it's a little face like that. It's it's amazing, man. Like it's really amazing. It's hard to really explain it until you get there and you experience it for yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You meet people like Norm from California Gold Diggers. You you yes. meet you crazy Chuck from Moonshiners, you know, various people. Uh, last couple of years, guys from Counts haven't been out, but you've met those guys. And uh, yeah, you've also Mike. met them in Vegas and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, well, Mike's been out there. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, there's always, you know, there's always those people. But it's the people that you never heard of, uh, you know, some folks like, you know, meeting Jess and Heather Slaughter, what great people they do so yeah. much at Sturgis. They really give back in so many ways. Very good people. Very, you know, good. um, you talked about Ron and Nancy and, you know, there's, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. You know, this year I've met, um, Ron from, uh, Clockworks. Yeah. Ron well, Clock. You know, I met, uh, I mean, the list go on, uh, Tyrone from, uh, the manager of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Me and became friends. Yep. You know, he had his ride this year. You know, Detroit. From Detroit. I mean, it's so many guys you meet that you end up staying in contact with. You know, Greg from the Hamsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many, so many guys. It's just, and every year is like it builds, it builds, it builds. You know, your family gets bigger. Yeah, it does. Yeah, right. Because you get familiar with more and more people, and it continues to grow, which is yes, sir. Phenomenal. It really does. So now, um, you know, I know that, you know, you were up in Green Bay this past week. You guys had the Thursday game and stuff. Um, But, you know, you're always doing um, you're always doing things with uh, your old teammates. I mean, they call you up and they say, Earl, I'm doing this. And you're there. Yeah. Well, actually, I do a lot of stuff with uh, Gilbert Brown and his foundations. Yep. So every year we do uh, lacrosse. Uh, Green Bay is, you know, I'm lucky enough that uh, they think enough about me to still bring me back. So I still do autograph signings and different stuff for them. Um, you know, it's, I've been blessed. You know, this uh, this last weekend, Thursday Night Football, Leroy Butler, you know, he got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame, which I'm so proud of him. Yeah. A better guy could have uh, could deserve it. He got his uh, ring at halftime. And he wanted he wanted his teammates there. So me, Santana, uh, Gilbert Brown, and Antonio Freeman was on the field with him when he got his uh, 
Hall of Fame ring. You know, that's how close these guys are. That's how close we are, you know. And Sean Jones, sorry about that. I won't leave nobody out. So, yeah, you know, so that that's that's big time when he cares enough about you to request you being there. Absolutely. That says a lot. And that it says, says a lot. lot for you. It says a lot, you know. So, yeah, um, love those guys, man. Love those guys. So if there's a Green Bay Packers fan out there or somebody that's doing some special promotional thing or something like that, you know, how, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, actually, I have a Facebook page. I got a, uh, my, you know, I started one. I started one for uh, stuff just like that. So you can find me on uh, Facebook and it'll be Earl Dotson 72. And you can go to that page and you can book me on now. Okay. And I, I mean, and I, and I say this from, from experience, you know, you're a great ambassador for whoever you represent. Well, I mean, so, you know, to back it up a little, you know, uh, a couple of years ago there at Sturgis, you were there at the legends ride and there were some things that got changed up and uh, you yeah. kind of saved the day for Woody. I mean, and that's, and Woody says that to this day, he says, yeah. you saved the day. You know, I was, uh, and like I said, it wasn't, to be honest with you, Mario, it wasn't even a thing. Um, I was just, I was happy to be there. I was happy to help anywhere I can. Uh, and he showed this appreciation, you know, this year um, took care of me. You know, like I said, he uh hell of a guy. And I, I think he really did appreciate what I did. And I appreciate everything he did for me since then. You know. Absolutely. And like I said, anytime he called, you already know I'm there. Yep. You know? Yeah. yeah, I know that. I know that. So any uh any special plans coming up in the future uh, for you? Things you you know that you haven't accomplished already, you want to? Uh yes. There's something that's uh me and me and Miss Lord is actually gonna start working on. Okay. Uh, unfortunately we are part of a we are part of a family that we wish on no one. We both lost a son. Yep. And um, I, I, I think that's what kind of drew us uh, closer together. And we're going to work on a foundation to honor both our sons, you know, because um, we don't talk about it. Ain't no way we're going to let them just go in vain. It's going to have to mean something, Mario. You know what I mean? And if we could help one family not get that knock on the door, um, that I got when I found out my son committed suicide, um, it'll be worth it. And, you know, for, for people that don't know, you know, uh, you lost your son this year to suicide. I mean, and, uh, that was, that was a dark, dark time for you. And I, and I know it was, we've talked about that. Yeah, it was because, you know, I was, uh, I had custody of my son. So he'd been with me his whole life. And, uh, yeah, I lost a part of me. I lost a part of me. And uh, still going through my healing phase. Uh, but I take comfort in, in knowing that, you know, he's with God. And also that I got a calling now, you know. And that's my calling right now. Like I said, if I could help any, uh, any kid that's having those thoughts or any family that's going through that, and we could just stop one family to have to feel that kind of pain. That's that's miss that's what me and Miss Slaughter 
is aiming to do. And I hope you and Heather both know if there's any way I can help. You know, I'm a, I'm behind both of you 100. percent We know that, and we thank you for that. We thank you for that. So, yeah, I don't ever want to see anybody go through what you did. And and I just, you know, I respect you so much that you're going to turn that pain into a positive. You have to. You have to. You have to. And also, you know, it brings honor to your son's name because you're doing it for him. And and we can't lose sight of that. We're doing it for them. Absolutely. We're going to do it for them. And like I said, it's... Like I said, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a special thing. I think we're gonna reach a lot of people doing this. I, I believe that's true. Absolutely. So um, we wrap up every interview we do with folks. All right, we got th- we have three questions. Are you ready for okay. your three questions? Go for it. Okay. So and they're all the same. So if you could go ride with with anybody, past or present, who would you go riding with? Mm, that's a good, that's a good one. Indian Larry. Okay. I've heard, I've heard that one before. So he's Larry, Larry's on, he's on a few list. You got to, you know, never met the guy, but I don't see footage on him and he just seemed like he had a spirit and a charisma that you would just love that you would just love to be around, you know? And, uh, so I will say Indian Larry. Yes. Okay. And you've owned a few bikes and bikes that, you know, I know that you were proud of, like your Hayabusa and stuff like that. But if you could own any bike, what what bike would you like to own? Man, I, I, you know, I was looking at it at uh, at Meekum. Um, and it's, uh, is it John Ships, the Dirty Bird? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I want to give me a dirty tail. That's that's my goal. That's uh, I love. I love that style of bike he got right now. You know, that's my personality. You know. All right, we're we're gonna have to see if we can track one down for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him give me a call and send me one for free. We got it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. You'll do some good promo for him if he hooks yeah, you up, yeah, right? Go ahead and do that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a plan. And then, if you could go ride anywhere in the world. Where would you like to go ride? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I never thought about that one before. Um, I love the water. So I'll say Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, one of the islands. Okay. I, I love scenery like that. You know, I love to just be in a moment and enjoy your surroundings, you know. Sure. No, yes. But there's one that I will make happen. I know this for sure. Uh, the Pacific Coast Highway uh, up through the Redwoods. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that one, too. I'd love to do that one, too. That's- well, I know you saw the pictures. I was just out, you know, went up to Carmel and Monterey. I saw that. And, and it, that, is, that is nice. Yes. I definitely want to make a return trip back to back there. So You know, when I used to live in Arizona, I used to drive from Green Bay to Arizona. And as uh, I don't know if you ever drove drove from that Arizona, for sure you have. Yeah. When you come when you come uh, through New Mexico, and you, and you uh, you come up, and then even to go down through Flagstaff. Yep. Into the valley, I'd love to take that ride too. That's yeah, that's pretty scenery right there too. You know. That's that's gorgeous around there. It and is. I, I, you know, 
I personally, as far as small cities go in the U.S., Flagstaff's right there. I love Beautiful, that. huh? I That's just love Flagstaff. You know, the first time I came through Flagstaff, it was at night. And it was just breathtaking. You know, it was just breathtaking. So, yeah, I'd love to do that one, too. Yeah, that's those are good picks. So, uh, well, we'll have to talk to Shannon because I'm sure if you go to Hawaii, Shannon can hook you up with somebody got a bike for you to ride. Yes, yes, I like and stuff. And then, of course, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, you've got Chris too, Simmons. Uh-huh. Chris and Pat have their house out there, so you know, Chris and Pat Simmons got a motorcycle for you too. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, became good friends with uh with uh Chris. Yeah, yeah, I love her to death. Yeah, yeah, they're good, they're good people and stuff they like are. that. Really so I tell people about that. It was it was pretty funny when because Shannon and I had met um, and talked to Pat and Chris earlier, uh-huh. and I think you were sitting there watching the auction, and, and then we all the three of us were walking out, ran into Pat Simmons, and you you were tickled to death because you were Doobie's brothers, Doobie brothers, yes. man, and they were tickled to death. I had no idea they were Green Bay Packers they fans, are. so that Jeez. was like. That was like a match made in heaven. Major Green Bay Packers fan. Yes, big yes. time. Yeah, big time. So that that was pretty cool stuff. That was yeah. a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, uh, he performed in uh, Milwaukee, and they came down to Green Bay. I want to say they performed in Green Bay. I'm not quite sure, but I want to say he had a, they had one in Green Bay also. Okay, don't quote me on that, but I think so. You know, yeah. What an absolute music legend and stuff. Yeah, so exactly, huh? and a nice guy too, huh? Yeah, I mean that that night. I think because you were staying with me, you guys went back to the hotel, and we were at the we went back to casino and 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 Pat was playing music that nobody had heard yet that was off coming off the new Doobie Brothers, so hold which on, was hold pretty on, cool. Hold sitting around. and you could have called me and tell me this. I'm just not finding out about this, right? Yeah. That's terrible, Mario. You know, I, I didn't tell you about that. that? Uh, you ain't tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I felt bad you missed out. <laughs> so, well, well, we'll be making some memories here at Meekum uh, in January, right? Yes, sir. I will see you in January. All right. Well, as always, man, it's a pleasure. You were one of the best people I know, and I consider it an honor to call you, you know, a friend and and know that you're, you know, you got my back, man. Uh, I got one thing. You don't want. We ain't gonna tell them about your major mess up in Sturgis. Oh, the major mess up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can try to slip, <laughs> slip, slip past that one. Huh? So, I don't know how you traumatized me in Sturgis? Yeah. So we so so we definitely traumatized you. So uh, <laughs> I I I, I got to make a disclosure. I'm not a camper. I don't camp. So. We were trying to hook up uh, some other, uh, another water line to the camper and was told we can get pressure and stuff. So, so I'm not going to name who it was. He says, here, you hook it up right here. So I did. <laughs> so unfortunately, what we were doing is I hooked it up, turned the water on and I filled the tanks. I didn't, I filled the, I filled the gray, I filled the gray. Uh, no, I, I, I filled the, uh, look, you still can't get it right. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> so uh, I filled up the sewage tanks with water unknowingly. And then um, somebody goes into the bathroom. And, and of course, you know, those things, they're on pressure and it shoots it shoots it down through and everything else. And um, 
Yeah. I think we heard you say, oh, my Lord, or something along those lines. I, I go into the restroom, they got water on the floor. I'm thinking, okay, somebody took a shower, and that's what it was. So, you know, I, you know, take a leak. Uh, I step on the plunger to flush the toilet, and I hear a rumble. And uh, I'm wondering, like, what the hell? And it was like a volcano. <laughs> Of crap that hit the ceiling. It was All everywhere. Down my, the right side of my arm and leg. And I'm just standing there like, what the hell just happened here? That was bad. <laughs> yes, it was bad. I mean, hey, you, we can laugh at it now. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and, and you're talking Sturgis in August, and it's like in the mid 90s. It's hot, it's everything else. And, and yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever go camping again. Funny thing is, nobody now asks for my help whatsoever when it comes to doing anything with the trailers. Oh yeah, hey, you you marks. We call it Mark safe from uh, from Mario. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be. (laughs) But two years ago, you were not safe. I I I mean, I I did take you out. So hey, but it's a memory though. It's a memory surges that. I could tell the story, and uh, you know it's a good laugh, man. Like I said, yeah. I, have, I have nightmares, but it's all right. You know, yeah, but up. when you tell the story, everybody looks at you with sympathy, and they look at me and. <laughs> well, they should. Come on now. Sometimes I think you did that on purpose. I even I even to say for sure, but I think so sometimes. You know? I can assure you, I wasn't trying to victimize you. <laughs> well, yeah, we had to tell that one, man. That was a memory right there, man. Yeah, that that was really good. So. All right, man. It's good. Uh, it's good having you on. We'll be talking, and uh, I will see you. We'll we'll be getting together in January. So anybody yes, wants sir. to come see us, we got a couple of cool things going on. You'll be checking out the helmets we're going to be doing with uh, curing kids cancer. That's going to be a really cool thing. And then uh, I'll be with Johnny and Jack, and we've got uh, we got the bike with Emily Campagno that we're doing for Dogs for Your Brave. So uh, it'll be a really good time. Look forward to seeing you, brother. All right. Thank you. Give everybody my love. I'll do that. Take it easy. Take care. Bye.